You're listening to the Roadmap to Diet Success, Episode 6, The Key to Freedom Using Your Hunger Scale. Did you know that you don't have to spend money on a diet program or weigh, measure, and track your food? What if you could learn to have success by following an easy roadmap that takes you on adventures from learning how to change your mindset so that you can believe in yourself? to learning about what foods work best in your body and why. Join me, Miriam Hatoum, health coach, course creator, and author of Breaking Free from Diet Prison as I give you actionable coaching advice that is sure to empower you so that you will finally find peace with food and learn to trust your body's signals. You've got this, girl. Oh, and before we start, I want to let you know that the primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and does not constitute medical advice or services. And I'm keeping up with the science as fast as I can so I can share with you the latest breaking research in this area to help you achieve your dreams. When I first began my work in earnest with the hunger scale, I was beginning with the keto diet. So some of my references here are to that. However, learning to use my hunger scale has opened up new eating horizons for me, which I will talk about as we get into further episodes of Roadmap to Diet Success. The hardest part for me about following keto was that it was not a prescribed diet. Yes, at the beginning, I watched my carbohydrates like a hawk, but it was not a prescribed plan. I had to plan what to eat all by myself. The hardest instruction with keto is the directive to eat fat to satiety. What does that even mean? When did I ever eat to satiety and not blow right past it? I stopped eating because an app told me I was out of points or calories. I ate until I was stuffed and then another bite would make me sick. I ate until all the food on the plate was finished. So what the heck was satiety? What did enough mean? I realized I needed to pick my hard. I had finally come to a point where I realized that my old hard was weighing, measuring, and tracking. My new hard was going to be to learn my hunger and satiety cues. Although I had been an on-the-clock eater and thus my hunger cues were somewhat dulled, it didn't take long to find them. Skipping one or two meals during that first week of trying this out clinched my ability to pick up on what hunger really feels like. Other things that dulled my ability to know when I was hungry were environmental cues, like smell cookies, want cookies or triggers such as anger and boredom. The satiety cue was, and sometimes still is, difficult. Because I had been weighing and measuring my food since the age of 13, I used measurements to tell me when I had enough. I never made that decision on my own. Learning to identify my levels of hunger and satiety was one of the most important stepping stones in being successful. I turned dieting on its head and developed an eating lifestyle, not a diet. I used the hunger scale on paper or in my mind every time I questioned whether or not I was hungry and how hungry I was. 
When I did it enough times, particularly on paper, I was eventually able to think about it before I reached for food. Now, without much thought, I just stop for a second and put a number to my thought or urge to eat. Very often, I will identify the number as being at or above five, which is satisfied to full, in which case my thoughts of food end right there and I know it's not time to eat. Other times I think about it further and ask myself what is causing me to want to eat even though my number is five or more. Oftentimes I can pinpoint the issue. It could be that I am bored, I had a disagreement with somebody, or I am avoiding an activity. The next step is to not even think about the number, but immediately recognize what is driving me and dismiss the hunger as head hunger or emotional hunger. In later episodes, I will address urges, but before we even begin to tackle that, we must learn to identify real hunger. Learning your hunger scale is perhaps the most important key for getting out of diet prison. What mistakes are we making? The most common mistake that we dieters make is thinking that we need an outside source, such as an app, a commercial diet program, and our measuring spoons and cups to tell us when we are full. We think we are always hungry and we never know when we are full. Wrangling with your hunger scale can often just be wrangling with head hunger, such as it's lunchtime, so I'm hungry for lunch. Heart hunger as in I'm lonely and food always makes me feel better, or habit hunger. I always pick up and eat a croissant when I pass this bakery. However, as I addressed in an earlier episode, there is very much a hormonal biological basis for when you feel true hunger. Leptin and ghrelin, known as the hunger hormones, along with insulin, all play important roles in hunger regulation. Their ineffectiveness, caused by years of yo-yo dieting and or high carbohydrate consumption, makes it so that you can eat and never feel full, making it hard to find the satisfied mark on your hunger scale. We make the mistake of thinking that means we need to give up and just eat what we are told to eat in the quantities we are told to eat. This is not true. Your body will begin to self-regulate if you exercise portion control and eat few, if any, foods that keep you hungry, such as excessive carbohydrates that raise your insulin levels. But why are we making these mistakes? We make these mistakes because we are brainwashed into thinking that we don't know what is best for our own selves. We think we have no control and cannot be trusted around food. We think we will never learn. And what is the cost of making these mistakes? The number one cost of these mistakes is that you have self-doubt, negative self-talk, and a defeatist attitude toward losing weight. You think that you must follow a commercial diet plan because only the plan has the answers you need. The cost is that you never trust yourself. You do have the answers, my friend, you really do. You just need to listen for them. I want to call out a new way of doing things, and this is to work to understand and use your hunger scale. But the most important thing you must do right here and now is to pick your hard. 
If you have never worked with your hunger scale, I want to tell you right now that it will be harder than any diet you have ever been on, but things can turn around very quickly if you give it an honest go. I am going to read out loud here the hunger scale that I created and use. Pay attention right now and don't write anything down. I have it available in many places, including the show notes and the free bonus guide I'm giving you with this episode. It is also in my book, blog, and course. It is so important that I am making it easily available in all these places. A heads up. When you listen to this, famished is a one and stuffed is a 10. It's also very important that you listen to, read, and understand the narrative at each level of the hunger scale. And here it is. One, ravenous and famished. You are starving, feeling faint, or shaky. Two, really hungry. You may be preoccupied with food. Try not to allow yourself to get here at a one or a two. You will make poor food choices and eat too fast. Three is hungry, ready for a meal, but you don't feel like you need to stop everything and eat. Four is hungry. You could put off eating a bit longer. Distraction will take your mind off food, but not for long. Three to four is a good place to eat. You will be able to make good food choices and not wolf down your food. Five is neutral. If you are eating, you could stop here. Also, if you are not eating, your mind really doesn't go to food. You haven't hit a three or four yet. Six is satisfied. A little more might make you feel full, but you could finish what you are eating and not be stuffed. Five to six is a good place to stop eating. You have enjoyed your meal and can easily walk away from anything that is left. You will stop thinking about food, or you might notice about 20 minutes after finishing that you are comfortably full. Seven is full you might start to feel a little uncomfortable and wish you didn't have those last few morsels. Eight is very full. At this point, you are definitely feeling uncomfortable and definitely wished you hadn't continued eating. Seven to eight, stop, really. You might find that you are determined to also have a dessert with a meal. I'm telling you now, you'll be sorry. Please don't. Nine is overfull, stuffed, uncomfortable, bloated, stomach ache. Ten is absolutely stuffed. You are not only uncomfortable, but you may be nauseous, sweating, need to sleep, and painfully full. Now it's important to listen to this for nine and ten. Forgive yourself. Then if you can, get up and walk around. Don't make it worse by beating yourself up and punishing yourself by eating even more. If you find yourself here often, then it is time to talk with a counselor or do some serious thought work and introspection. You are getting here not because the food tastes too good to stop. There are other deeper issues and I implore you to work on figuring them out. But please remember, and please know that eating past a six or seven is not a moral issue. 
going to repeat that. Eating past a six or seven is not a moral issue. It is not the tipping point between whether you are a good person or a bad person, a worthy person or an unworthy person. It is a question of how do you want to feel? There is the physical layer. You certainly don't want to make yourself sick or feel so bad you are popping tums all night. But the mental layer is even more important. How will you feel if you eat food not on your plan and feel way past full? Can you give yourself permission to do this, like a special occasion? Or will you beat yourself up hate yourself, and maybe get totally derailed from your food plan. It's important to see yourself through several of these situations. Sometimes eat, sometimes don't eat. Eventually, you will learn what is best for you. One size does not fit all. To begin this process for yourself, journal on how you feel mentally and physically at each level. But if you just take the time at least to think about it, you will be on your way to making smart and guided decisions. Here is your actionable coaching advice for this week. This week, I would like you to construct a hunger scale. You can use mine that is available as a free download or make one that suits you better. There are several ways to construct a scale. One that I like, in addition to the one I use here, provides a visual. I remember at a Weight Watchers meeting years ago, we all found red balloons on our chairs. We were asked to blow air into them until they started to take shape, but weren't full. That represented what I call five on my scale, neutral. On either side of that quantity of air were 1 to 4 and 6 to 10. It gave a great visual of your stomach being empty to totally full and ready to pop. Sometimes, instead of visualing the number, I will see that red balloon in my mind's eye. I have also used a scale of 1 to 3, where 2 to 3 would sit at neutral, and full would be 5. It was easy to ask myself if I was a minus two or a plus two or somewhere in between. Minus two would mean to at least start preparing to eat so that I would not get into famished territory where I would make unhelpful decisions. Plus two meant that it was either time to wind up my meal or not eat at all if I hadn't started. No matter what scale is comfortable for you, become aware of your hunger fullness signals and where neutral lies for you. There is no judgment involved here. If you are eating when you are not hungry, just notice. If you have eaten past full, just notice. We are going to come back to the hunger scale in later episodes because questions come up about whether or not you can eat even if you aren't hungry or what to do when you have blown way past full and all those negative thoughts come back into play. But for right now, let's just get into the swing of awareness. To help you understand and construct your own hunger scale, I would like to give you the Working with the Hunger Scale Guide. Using this free guide is perhaps the strongest key to unlock the door of diet prison. 
Using it will free you from the diet prison of weighing, measuring, and tracking your food. You've already been working with awareness if you have been using the Good, Better, Best Method Guide. The Working with the Hunger Scale free bonus guide will take that further. Download it directly from miriamhatoom.com backslash hunger dash scale. And I want to ask you, how would it feel to hear your name featured on my podcast and shared with my community? When you leave a five-star review, you'll get the chance to be featured on air as our next listener of the week. Just scroll down in your Apple app, tap the five stars, and leave a sentence or two letting me know how this show has impacted your life or how you expect it to. Your review helps others find the show, and I would be so grateful to receive these reviews, especially because I am just starting out. Positive reviews by my listeners are so important. By the way, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me or share a topic idea that you would like to have me cover on a future episode, don't be a stranger. I hang out on Instagram at Roadmap to Diet Success, or you can contact me through my Facebook page, Breaking Free from Diet Prison, which I would love you to like and join. I always look forward to hearing from listeners like you. You can also email me directly, miriam at miriamhatoom.com. Coming up in the next episode, I will be talking more about the good, better, best method of how to choose what to eat. If you have not picked up that free guide yet, go to miriamhatoom.com backslash GBB to get a jump on what we will be exploring. Eating according to the good, better, best method, along with learning your hunger and satiety cues, will free you up to enjoy exactly what you want to eat and to be able to trust yourself with stopping when you have had enough. So go share the show with your friends, let them know what's coming up in the next episode, and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to become free from diet prison with my Roadmap to Diet Success podcast. Until then, go live free from diet worry, and I'll see you back here next time.